This is the Six and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Jen Piacenti. Welcome to the Sticks and Stacks podcast, your podcast for the best in baseball and hockey action. My name is Sean Drotar. You can follow me on Twitter if you'd like it as D-R-O-T-A-R. And since it is a baseball day, it's June, and we are going to bring in our baseball betting expert, Jennifer Piacenti. Follow her on Twitter at Jen Piacenti. That's P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. How are you doing today, Jen? I'm doing great, Sean. How are you? I am good because it is where, where I'm out at. It's sunny. It feels like spring. It feels like summer's just around the corner. That makes me think about baseball anyway. And now we have a better idea, you know, some 50 games into this season of which teams are for real, which teams aren't. And when it comes to trying to predict some of these outcomes, for me, that makes things a lot easier. You have a couple matchups today to keep an eye on. Where would you like to start? Let's start in the Bronx today. Okay, and uh, in this matchup, you have two teams in the AL East, in the Rays and the Yankees, uh, just a few games apart in that division, and two teams that came at it from different directions. The Yankees, of course, had that long stretch Death Valley a little bit where they couldn't do anything, but now they seem to be back. How do you see it? Well, these teams, obviously, as you said, they're really, there's such a great rivalry and they are very close, very closely locked up in the division. Of course, Boston's fighting in there too. And they're down in Houston today. A lot of great games going on today, but I see a lot of different ways to play this game. So let's start from the DFS angle. First of all, I'm looking at Jordan Montgomery. Now, the one thing we know about the Rays is they love to strike out. (laughs) They have the second highest strikeout rate in the league, the highest strikeout rate in the league versus lefties. And they're only slugging 376 and batting 220 versus Southpaw. So I look at Jordan Montgomery and I think, hmm, this is a pretty good play for me for DFS. Also on BetMGM, there's a nice little strikeout prop there, over five and a half strikeouts for Jordan Montgomery. Now, last time he faced the Rays, he struck out nine. So it feels like a pretty safe bet. Now, Jordan Montgomery didn't have a great outing last time, so if you don't feel super comfortable with that, I can't blame you. And if you want to play a little bit different of an angle in your DFS lineups, let's say you're going to play a GPP, which is a guaranteed prize pool lineup, different than a cash lineup. For cash lineups, when you want to double your money or you want to play a 50-50, we usually like to get players with the higher floor. For GPP lineups, we usually like to take more of a home run shot. Some player with a really high ceiling, because there's so many people in those contests, you want to differentiate yourself. So I'm looking at the other side of this game at McClanahan. Shane McClanahan is pretty special. He strikes out batters at a rate of more than 10 per nine. And the knock on Shane McClanahan is, but he doesn't go very long into games because, hey, he plays for the Tampa Bay Rays, right? I mean, they're all about the starter. But in his last three starts, he's gone five innings. And to be honest, the Yankees aren't exactly offensively formidable these days, right? They have the eighth highest strikeout rate in the league versus lefties, which McClanahan also is. And McClanahan's only $7,100 tonight over on FanDuel. So FanDuel gives you points per inning played as well as strikeouts. So if he's striking out men you know, at a rate of more than 10 per nine, and he goes at least five innings, that actually can add up to a pretty nice night in your pitcher spot where you save a lot of salary. So that's one way to pivot. Um, also for DFS, if you want to really throw a dart 
And this is something I don't usually do. I don't usually say, hey, put a catcher in your lineup. But Mike Zunino has two homers and is slugging 1,600 in 15 at-bats versus Jordan Montgomery. Yeah, and he's only 2,600 tonight. So that's another GPP play, as I said. This is not a cash game play. This is not someone with a high floor, but it's something you could do to throw that in there. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. Now, the... uh, The way to kind of make a little more money I'm also looking at is to take, I actually like the Rays to win this. I think that they will eke it out. The one thing I'm pretty sure of is that it's not going to be a high run total. Now, obviously I could be wrong, but McClanahan's pretty filthy. I think Jordan Montgomery can limit the damage. And when you look at what each of these pitching staffs have done, Rays pitchers have allowed only 3.84 runs per game. Yanks pitchers have allowed only 3.58 runs per game and we have a run total of eight on bet MGM. Now, if you want to turn this into a little bit more money, cause let's say you just took the money line for the Yankees to win, you'd get minus minus one thirty-five. Um, raise or plus one fifteen. I would take that. I would take the raise at plus one fifteen. I think they can pull this out. I think that they will. I think, um, their bullpen can stand up to the Yankees if they need to, because the Yankees just aren't hitting right now. Um, But if you want to really turn this into money, there's a way to kind of put these things together. I like the Rays, and I don't think that this total run line is going to go over nine. So there's a way to pick the Rays to win and the under eight and a half total runs for plus 290 money. And that's what I'm looking at. If you like the Yanks, you can do the same thing. Yanks and under eight and a half runs would be plus 230. So that's kind of where I'm leaning to turn my money into a little bit more money. Yeah, when you look at these two teams and the pitcher specifically, both McClanahan and Montgomery are basically a strikeout per inning guy. So they can fan a lot of batters. I, li- I like those strikeout props for players because, quite frankly, they are somewhat predictable, especially when you take a look at the teams. And and both of these teams right now, they, they do strike out, as you pointed out, specifically the Rays, but neither of these teams comes in hitting particularly hot. In their last 10, the Rays 204 as a team, the Yankees 221 as a team. And, and you talk about the Rays in this particular situation. They are the underdog tonight. Their record is an underdog thus far this year, 23 and five. So I'm with you. That feels like a pretty good bet on the night. Now let's go over to the other coast where we have the A's and we have the Mariners. Mm-hmm. So let's look at another strikeout prop here. I'm looking at Sean Manaya for over six and a half strikeouts. Um, you know, he has four games with seven or more strikeouts. And for their part, well, the Seattle Mariners strike out the seventh most in the league. And this is a team that's allowed two no hitters this season already, right? His last, that's yeah, a exactly. problem, right? And listen to this last outing, Manaya went over, he went eight innings. So I'm not saying anything. I'm not jinxing anything. I'm just saying no hitters are up. And I don't know. This looks pretty tasty to me. Um, Manaya here. I'm definitely taking six and a half, more than six and a half strikeouts. It's plus 110 at MGM. I feel like that's pretty good odds um, for over six and a half strikeouts for Manaya. I like the A's to take this game. Uh, their money line is minus 150. If you want to, again, turn it into a little bit more money if you like to have plus money i would take the a's money line 
and under nine and a half total runs for plus 180. Again, neither of these teams win by incredibly amazing offense, right? Even the A's, like I'm not actually sure how they're leading the NL West because their run differential is um, not great, right? Houston has the hugest run differential. The A's, they don't actually put a lot of runs on the board. I'm going to look that up right now. Run differential of minus five. So that's how little offense yeah, they're for a division up. leader. That is unusual. But you, you know what, Jen? I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to mix it up with you a little bit here. Okay. I would go with the over. And here's why. Even though that number is big. That, that nine is big. Here's the results of their last three games. Of course, the A's won uh, in the previous game 12 to 6. Mariners won the one before that 6 to 5. The A's won the game before that 6 to 3. This team is actually, these two matchups for these two squads have only been seven or under only twice out of their five games. So, whatever it's been, that there's these teams have been able to hit one another, even though they're neither of the offenses are juggernauts, but for whatever reason, they have been hit. They have been hitting each other. And the fact that they're playing in that park up in Seattle in T-Mobile, the heavy air up there, it hasn't seemed to make much of a difference. So I actually, we, we'll have to see, we'll, we'll find out when we, we do this again, but I kind of like the over, even though that number is surprisingly high. Yeah, it is surprisingly high to me. I mean, so we'll see. Absolutely. I have more faith in Sean Manaya than you do, clearly. Uh, and I, 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 I understand Mania, why you wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's 62 to 14 strikeout to walk ratio, especially in that strikeout. But you, you know what? Two things can be right at the same time. You, can, you can still get a good strikeout numbers from Manaya, and still, hey, let's face it, three true outcomes world. You can still strike out a lot of guys, give up a couple home runs here and there, and who knows? You absolutely can. I'm taking the A's money line and under nine and a half runs, though, for plus 180. That is my pick on this game. Definitely do like the A's. And we have another matchup coming for you. We'll get right back to it on Sticks and Stacks. Welcome back to the Sticks and Stacks podcast. Friends on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar. Jennifer Piacetti with me. And, well, we've gone to the East Coast gone to the west coast let's go to the middle if you like overs normally this is the place to go but the last game at Coors Field only three to two in the 11th and that was due to a wild pitch so these two teams not a lot of offense but then again anytime you're at Coors everything's up in the air right yeah it is and this is a tricky one because you know I look at these two pitchers and you know, Jordan Lyles, well, he's not really fooling or striking out anyone. And uh, Sensatella, same thing, even at home. Sensatella is worse at home. So, you know, you think, oh, there's got to be a lot of runs in this game. But we might have thought the same thing last night. In fact, I did. I thought there would be, you know, runs scored last night. Colorado usually allows five runs per game. Texas allows about five runs per game, you know. Colorado doesn't strike out actually when they're at home. They have the sixth lowest strikeout in the league, but you know, Jordan Lyles isn't really a strikeout pitcher. So as far as strikeout props, there's none of those things I want to play here. Um, I think the over under of 11 is really high. And I understand why it's 11 because my, my heart goes, Oh, it's cores. It's, it's getting warm. And neither of these pitchers can pitch, but 11 still seems really high for me. It does, based on- doesn't it? 
It does. So I, I, again, I like to sometimes take what I think and spin it. So I found a way. Now, here's the interesting thing about this game. On BetMGM, at least, they're both minus 110 on the money line. So they're, you know, Vegas is like, I don't know. You guys choose. They both stink, you know. Um, So if you have a a leading, I kind of like taking the team you like, Rockies, for instance, because you're from Denver, right? So we'll take the home team. Rockies. And then just over seven and a half. I think we can get to eight runs, you know, for the game. And that's plus 150. So that's kind of a fun way to do it. I also like someone like Kiner Falefa for over one and a half total bases. That's minus 130 on MGM. I I think there will be hits in this game. I mean, let's face it, it's coarse. People hit there. Um, I just, I do. I feel like 11 is really high. And if I were going to take one or the other, I think I would take the under there. Yeah, I'm with you. 11 just feels high. But be aware that in in Lyle's case and Sensatella's case, Lyle's, by the way, a, a former Rocky who did not pitch very well at Coors during his time. Lyles has an ERA of almost six. Sensatella is one in five with an ERA of almost five. If they hit their averages, we're almost at 11. So there is a risk there anytime you're looking at Coors Field, but it is really both that these offenses are awful. Uh, I don't think when you look at the way they're playing, it's, it's anything that makes you impressive. The Rangers, look at this. Over their last 10, 201 as a team. That's good compared to the Rockies, who are hitting 193 in their last 10 games. The only batter I like is the only guy that's been regular on this offense all year long. That's Ryan McMahon. Remember that Trevor Story is on the IL. But keep an eye on Charlie Blackman, who hits well at home, and over his last few weeks is hitting over 300. So if you kind of have those darts, as you talked about, DFS, yeah. maybe those are a couple of the guys in McMahon and Story, uh, pardon me, McMahon and Blackman that you can feel good about. McMahon is 3,800 tonight on FanDuel. Interesting stat to add to what you said, 10 home runs versus righties and eight of his home runs have come at home. So I have McMahon and a few DFS lineups. Kinder Falefa on the other side, batting 313 with 16 RBI and nine stolen bases versus righties. And he's 3,400 tonight. So they are factoring in the core's effect when you go to FanDuel and when you go to DraftKings. They do factor in the core's effect. They did not last night. CJ Crone was 2,500. You know, Adolis Garcia was, I don't know, 4,000. You'd think he would be priced up a little more at Coors. But um, yeah, I think those are both good plays. Those are the guys I have penciled in myself. So let's recap here a little bit on Sticks and Stacks. We looked at three different matchups that we liked to, that thought were interesting today. They were really from all over the country. So wherever region you're from, there's a couple you can look at. Uh, give me a little bit again on what you feel about Tampa Bay, New York, Oakland and Seattle, and Texas and Colorado. So overall, New York and Tampa, I think, is going to be a low-scoring game overall. I think the Rays will win it. I like strikeouts for both pitchers, and I like both pitchers for DFS. And if you're going to throw a dart, this is a really ugly one, guys. It's very, very risky, but it's Mike Zunino for me. Last night, it was Austin Meadows for me. Luckily, got that one right. Tonight, it's Mike Zunino. For Oakland, um, I love the Sean Mania strikeout prop over six and a half strikeouts on BetMGM. Hopefully you can find an even more generous one as the days go out and they release more props on various sites. But he has four games with seven or more strikeouts. Seattle Mariners like to strike out. 
he went nearly eight innings last time. I like him for DFS as well. I personally like the A's to take this game, and I think the score will be under nine and a half. I don't think they'll go past nine runs. Um, and then in, over in Colorado, I feel nervous about the over for 11 runs, even though they both give up, both teams give up an average of about five runs per game. So it's not that aggressive considering you're in cores. Instead, I'm picking the Rockies to win and I'm taking Rockies with a run total of over seven and a half at plus 150. She is Jen Piacenti, our baseball expert right here at Sticks and Stacks. So best of luck out there. The summer is coming along and we're getting into the swing of things right here. And yes, I meant the pun. We'll catch you next time for Jen Piacenti. My name's Sean Drotar. You can follow Jen on Twitter at Jen Piacenti. That's P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. You can follow me at S-D-R-O-T-A-R. We will catch you next time on the Sticks and Stacks podcast right here on the Sawdust Podcast Network.